Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. And he is a God who is looking for us, who sees us, who knows us, who loves us. All of this is scripture. This is not my thoughts. This is God's word. He says in Psalms 31, 139, knows you. He knows your days. He is with you. And the more we get to know him through his word, the more we can trust him in our world. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. And today... We are talking about having faith over fear, because honestly, oftentimes there is fear that holds us back from doing what God asks us to do. So, you know, it's good to occasionally ask ourselves, what is holding me back? Is it the risk, the unknown, the unwillingness to shake up the status quo in my life, you know? Too many of us are paralyzed by the fear of the future. We feel God calling. We want to go forward with his plans, but fear stops us. And today we are going to declare no more. Instead of letting fear stop you short, let faith call you forward. And my guest today calls this putting your yes on the table. And when you do that, you watch God do more in your life than you could have ever imagined. My guest is Jennifer Hand, and she is the executive director of Coming Alive Ministries. Jennifer travels nationally and internationally, inviting people to come alive in Christ through conferences, retreats, written resources, and counseling. Serving in over 30 countries with a master's degree in trauma counseling, God has opened a unique door for her to respond after natural disasters around the world, providing trauma counseling and the hope of Christ on the holy ground of suffering. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, Jen. Jill, I am so happy to be here with you. The only thing better is if we were together. Wouldn't that be great? But we will be together (laughs) in a couple of months. So I'm just going to pretend we are right now. I agree. I agree. I know. And, uh, you know, the first time I ever heard you speak was at the Speak Up conference, and it was such a powerful message. You delivered a message about putting your yes on the table. And this has kind of been a lifelong journey for you, hasn't it? It has. I remember when I was eight years old and experienced 
wanting to know who Jesus was and knowing he loved me and I wanted to know how to know him and accepting that invitation to have a relationship with Jesus. He became my best friend then and still is now. And even in that moment, as I began to learn about his word and about people around the world that needed Jesus, I wanted to live with a yes to God. And mm. I remember even at eight years old knowing, hey, I, I, I made everyone come to Bible club uh, on the playground and revival <laughs> was breaking out because they, they just wanted to go swing, Jill. Let's be real. <laughs> and, um, but at that same time, I found out there were people around the world that didn't know Jesus. And I remember telling my family, I want to be the one who tells them. And um, I wanted to to say yes to God even then. And what an adventure, Jill, when we say yes to God. And I want to say to the listener, don't tune out if you're thinking, I don't want to say yes to God because I don't want to go somewhere. Amazon Prime does not deliver. <laughs> um, but you know what? We all have fears that keep us from wanting to say yes. So yes. stay with me here as we talk about the adventure of yes, because this is for all of us. Your fears may look different than mine, but we are all called when we say yes and surrender we're called to that, but then we all are following a God who's gone before us and is around us and knows exactly what he wants to weave his glory into our story as we say yes. Yes, yes. Oh, I love your verbiage there where you said the adventure of yes. That is so much what I have experienced when I have said yes. You know, it is often scary. It's really scary. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's exciting. And it is an adventure because it's like, okay, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? And mm -hmm. that's the adventure of the yes. It's so fun, Jill. I know I'm not the interviewer here. You are. But I remember when I met you and Mark, you guys were just saying yes to the beginning of the adventure of moving towards marriage ministry and stepping out in new ways and new faith. And so it was so sweet to get to pray with you guys and to watch it unfold has, it's like when we get to watch other people say yes, it reminds us to have courage for ourselves. And, and so yes. I've watched that in you and the fun thing, when we say yes to God, we're not just impacting our stories, but the people around us and giving them courage to draw from what they see the adventure God is taking us on for their own. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, really the first yes we need to say to God is to having a relationship with him, right? Because God doesn't force himself on us and going to church doesn't make you a Christian, what we need to do is say, yes, I want a relationship with you, right? It's the best yes that you'll ever say. And it is the John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. Now it's not health, wealth, and prosperity, because he also says in his word, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we have a God who is for us and with us and offers a relationship who came from heaven to earth to rescue us from our sins and our circumstance. And that is the best yes that we will ever say. And then daily, I believe, I do, I do not believe we put our yes on the table and it's one and done because yep. that sometimes would feel easier. Like I'm going to say yes to this thing and I'm going to stay in that thing 
forever. My, my yes, my one yes, it was hard. It was scary, but I'm going to stay there. I remember feeling called to be a career missionary, Jill. I thought they were going to, I was going to have a missionary name, offering named after me. I was going to live and die in another country. And, um, the next Lottie Moon herself. And, uh, I did, I got appointed to go live in Nepal and I thrived there living that. Yes. Now it doesn't mean I wasn't afraid. It was very hard to say goodbye to everyone and everything I knew and loved. But when I got there, I loved it. I lived for it. I lived for the adventure. I, you know, I actually thrived with the crazy of trying to figure out how to flush the toilet when you don't have water for weeks and you have to use orange juice, which is in the fridge that doesn't work because you don't have power. (laughs) And, uh, you know, God made me weird, I think, Jill, but I thrived there and I thought that yes was one and done. But I began to sense a stirring that my yes on the table was listening to God. And I began him say, hear him saying, not audibly, but when we're in his word and we're seeking after him, just like he said to Abraham in Genesis 12, go to a land I will show you. I heard him begin to stir in me. I have more than one place and one people for you. And I'm thinking, but God already said yes. And so I want to encourage a listener today that is like, but I said yes to this thing, but since is a stirring to another thing, that our surrendered yes is a daily thing, not just oh, safe and same. I did it once. I have to stay in that yes. yes. And, and asking God for wisdom when it's time to move into the next yes. Or sometimes we want to move out of that yes because it's hard. So God will give you the wisdom as to know what that surrender looks like. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I so agree with that. And, you know, I would say... You know, when I led the Hearts at Home ministry, I led that for 24 years, and I thought that was my big yes. And when I began Mm -hmm. to feel like God was making the nest uncomfortable, kind of like I was the baby bird in a nest, and he was starting to make it uncomfortable, and it was like he was starting to push me towards the edge of the nest because it was time for me to fly. And God was preparing my heart for the marriage ministry that Mark and I now do. Mm -hmm. But that required another yes. And so I really understand what you're talking about there. And sometimes those yeses, like you said, are daily, like they are, um, you know, maybe I've got an agenda for the day and a friend calls in tears. That needs a yes sometimes. And and that requires me to make adjustments, right? It does. And I think I wrote this book for someone that's standing at a crossroads of a big decision. And then for the person that is just living their daily life and recognizing God shows up in those daily mundane Monday moments, just as much as he does on Friday when he's like, will you go to the outermost parts of the earth? That's what he often asks me. (laughs) Um, But God is working in both of those moments. And he is reminding me all the time, Jen, your surrendered yes is being nice to your neighbor upstairs. When in the middle of a live TV interview, she comes down, bangs on the door, will not stop, bursts in the door and asks for a plunger. And you are called even in that moment, your surrendered yes is to love well, especially since you're on live, you know, TV talking about <laughs> Jesus. But um, it, is, it is a calling of surrender, right? Oh, my goodness. It is. It is. And to live the surrendered life where we really are surrendering our agenda, we're a surrendering our schedule, we're surrendering even our vision sometimes, you know, because I even think mm-hmm. about 
The first yes I thought I was saying to God was when I got my music education degree. And I really thought that's what I would be doing with my life. And I really had to surrender that because it didn't end up being what God had for me. Now, God's used it over the years. He used it within Hearts at Home. He used it in in other ways, but it just wasn't, I had to surrender that vision that I thought I had. The plans that we have. And I think, I love that God gives us his promises often before he gives us the plan. I think about Joshua 6, which um, I am so deep in the book of Joshua because it is the story of people saying yes to God and moving into from wilderness land into a promised land, but it required faith steps. And the first time around, the Israelites didn't get to go in. And I have stood on Mount Nebo and looked into the promised land from that place where Moses did. And then I've had the blessing in Israel of being on the other side. And in that moment, the Lord was just like stirring in my heart. And I said to the Lord, I don't want to miss one bit of your promised land that you have for me because of fear and unbelief. And the truth is we Mm -hmm. can try to pretend we're not afraid, but we have to acknowledge that fear. We have to acknowledge that fear and run to the one who comes alongside of us and is the only answer to that fear. If you think about Joshua, what it was like to stand there and take over from Moses. (laughs) That's a big leader. That's a big name, you know? And um, he's about to lead into the promised land. And in Joshua 1, 9, God says to him, be strong and courageous. And then this is the key for I am with you. He did not condemn Joshua for that fear. He came alongside of him. And as he promised, he was with him. And I want to encourage the listener right now to one, acknowledge your fears. And two, when you say yes to God, He's going to keep taking you to different places in the promised land He has for you. Now, we're not actually necessarily moving towards a certain land like the Israelites were. Um, But in I love in, in Joshua 18, we find them at Shiloh. And Joshua said, how long will you take put off going in to possess that which the Lord has given you. And I believe each listener today has things that as you say yes to God, you're going to keep moving faith step to faith step to take possession of what God has planned for you. And Ephesians 3.20 says it's more than you could ask or imagine and often not what you imagined. That is so true. Yes. Often not what you, because God's vision is so much bigger than our vision. And boy, if we could trust him, if we can just trust that he has the ability to see things we don't see, he has the the ability to connect the dots in ways that we uh, can't even imagine him connecting the dots. And uh, that again, back to the word, adventure is so very important. I believe you've heard, you have heard this story, but it is the perfect example to me of that. And so I would just like to share with your listeners um, the story of how God spoke to me about that adventure on the back of an elephant. And it was, I mean, you just don't think that the Lord's going to speak to you on the back of an elephant, Jill, but most of us don't even think that we're going to be on the back of an elephant, Jen, but go right ahead. Okay, this is true. This is true, Jill. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, saying yes to God doesn't always mean you have to ride on an elephant in the jungle. I'm just saying it doesn't. <laughs> but I was on the back of an elephant in the box with some friends. I was on one corner of my box and the ride was getting very boring. I mean, it was fun at first, but that elephant was slow and we were just plodding for hours through the jungle until the the guide down below yelled out to me to pile Danny Moti Chop, which translates, <laughs> you are very fat. 
Now, I was not sure to laugh or cry, Jill. Yeah, I wasn't sure to laugh or cry, but I decided I'm going to laugh. What what else can you do? And then he tells me, you're throwing off the weight of an elephant. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what do you do? So then he instructs me, get out of this box and get on the head of the elephant while we're moving. Okay. This is not Dumbo. There are no ears, no handles, just ears flapping, you know? So, but I did it. I got on the head of the elephant and um, things are fine until the elephant sees its girl in the, like out in the jungle. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm going to spare you the details, but I'm going to say the elephant started running oh <laughs> and gosh. I'm holding on to the elephant's ear for dear life. And we get near and I'm again, this is not national geographic. I'm going to keep it rated G, but I'm just going to say that before I knew it, I slid off the head back into the box <laughs> where I started. And in that moment, the Lord whispered to my heart, because he always speaks to me in these crazy situations. And he said this, Jen, if you will get out of the box that you want to stay in, of comfortable, of safe and same, of what makes sense in the natural, and you will step into the supernatural that I have for you. If you will take me out of the box that you want to put me in and contain me in, trying to make the character of God like the character of a person who changes uh, when God does not change and is faithful and is just exactly as the promise maker. He is the only faithful, always promise keeper. And he said, if you will get out of your box, and let me out of the box. You will be in for the Ephesians 3.20 adventure of a lifetime. And that is what is fun about saying yes, is that God will take us on the adventure of a lifetime. And someday when we get to heaven, we'll get to, I believe, look down and be like, that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing as he wove his glory through my story and my yes. 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 Oh my goodness. Yes. And, and he's got, I I love what you said. You know, when we get to heaven, I can look down and see what he was doing. He has this, I like to say that God's perspective is like being on a skyscraper and looking down at a parade. Like he has Mm. that kind of perspective. He can see the beginning, the middle, the end. He can see the whole thing that you and I can't. We're like marching in the parade, right? But we can trust that he has this viewpoint. He has this perspective that we don't have. And oh my goodness, I love I love that story. And getting out of the box, so very important. And I think sometimes when we need to remember that God is working in our situation today, we need to look at what he did yesterday and look back and take remembrance. God was there and he met me there and he provided there and he moved in my yes there. And the same God of our yesterdays is working in our today. And that same God has gone into our tomorrow so we can rest as we put our yes on the table to trust him with our fear that is wanting to stop us. Yes. So when you wrote the book, My Yes is on the Table, one of the things you did is you asked a question on social media. You said, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of fill in the blank. And you got hundreds of answers. I love that. I love asking Mm -hmm. questions like that because you really get insight into what people think. And most of the time we realize we're not alone in that. But I'm curious, Mm -hmm. what were some of the answers to being afraid to say yes to God? 
Well, I'll start with mine, Jill, because I don't want anyone to think that I wrote this book from a high and lofty place. I'm right there with you in a, <laughs> my yes requires fear surrender, right? So mine, I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of failure or rejection. Woo, please. If you're going to give me an Amazon review on this book, please give me a five star. <laughs> no, just I mean, I, I, I almost didn't want to write this book because that fear of rejection. And I had tried to write a book for 11 years, traditionally published and got no's until God's time for a yes. So I, that was mine. But the responses were anything from provision for the yes. Will God provide? Will I hear God wrong? Will... Mm. What will my family think of me? What will the people around me think? Will I succeed? That's a fear. Will I succeed? Um, yes. Will I be disappointed? I mean, the list could go on and on and on. Um, and I, I say that so that you know as a listener and that I'm reminded that we are not alone in our fears. And mm -hmm. we can run with our fears to the God who can take them and move us from fear to faith. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I think holds us back most often is our misperceptions of God. So what would you say to that person who wants to say yes to God, but they're really scared to hope in the outcomes of God? I think the underlying of all of this fear, if I really like get down and take away the church answer is that we are afraid, can we really trust the goodness and the character of God? Yes. And I love that the Bible is full of people who wrestled with this very question as well. And if you read the Psalms, they're up and they're down and they're everywhere in between. And I think that is the example for us of how we can pour out our questions to God. And I think of the father who Jesus asked, do you want me to heal your son? And he said, I believe. And then he followed that with help my unbelief. I love yes. that story. And so I would encourage you as a listener right now to know that we have a God we can run to with all of our questions. And so diving deep into his word and getting to know who God is helps us with those fears. Because the more we study about him and the more experience we have of him, the more we trust him. And sometimes I, I say faith is believing in the darkness, what God showed you in the light. So you have to know the God in those moments of light so that when dark times come, you trust that the same God who is with you then is with you now. I remember a time when our family was going through the darkest of dark. My dad had been in the hospital for 31 days with um, a leukemia. Mm. They I went from my sister and her family were in a devastating accident involving a deer going through their minivan. And uh, my brother-in-law was in the ICU with every bone in his face broken. My niece had a brain trauma. They said she would never recover from. It was dark. And I had to remember that just a month before when I had given a talk on faith, that I had to believe that same faith was true in the darkness of that hospital room and that God's light would penetrate that darkness. And he is faithful and he is good. And we can run to him in those good times and the bad times, all the in-between times. He does not change. And he is a God who is looking for us, who sees us, who knows us, who loves us. All of this is scripture. This is not my thoughts. This is God's word. He says in yes. Psalms 31, 139, knows you. He knows your days. He is with you. And the more we get to know him through his word, the more we can trust him in our world.
Yes. And this is why it's important that we stay in the word on a regular basis because it's filling our heart. It's almost like it's filling our bucket. So in those seasons that are hard, we have something in our bucket to pull from. It is hard in those moments to navigate them and and to see the goodness in things. And so when our bucket is full of truth and it's full of goodness, then we're able to pull that in the dark seasons. I think of Hannah. I was just reading about her again this morning in First Samuel and how she longed, she poured all of her longing out in prayer. And that can be a terrifying thing, Jill, because I can sometimes want to pretend those longings or desires are not there because what if God does not show up in the way that I expect or the way I'm praying for? And Hannah just kept pouring out her longings. I think of Rahab, who trusted, put all of her hope in a scarlet thread that she put out her window. You can read about that in Joshua if you're unfamiliar with her story. And both of them were trusting and putting their hope in the outcome of God. And I want to encourage the listener with such a tender heart, uh, the counseling side of me. I have a master's in counseling. Also, if I could sit across from you and just hear your heart and your story and you're like, but I have prayed and prayed and God has not answered the way. I expect. So I do not want to trust him with my yes on the table. I hear you. And I pray that you can run to God with all of that emotion, all of those feelings, and then pick up his truth, which does not change. And then I'm asking for God to send you someone to hold hope for you and with you. Because Jill, I'm sure you've experienced when you couldn't hold hope anymore, people coming alongside and holding hope for you. Yes, absolutely. And, And sometimes we do. We have to do that for each other. And uh, that is so very powerful. The other thing that I think happens, Jen, is oftentimes God does answer our prayers, but because he's answered them in a way that we were not praying for, in a way that we didn't expect, maybe we've kind of put God in a box and we keep looking to the left and going, okay, I'm looking for you to answer this prayer. But the truth is God answered it over here on the right and our head was turned away and we can't see that. And so we have determined that God didn't answer the prayer when the truth is Mm -hmm. he answered it in a way that is different than what we were expecting. That is so true. And I think our spiritual lives are such a journey. And and that's also why I love the book of Joshua, because it's a journey. It's not just a stepping a stopping place. It's stepping from one point of faith to the other. And you'll, if you notice in Joshua, there's a lot of battles and the way God gives victory and answers their prayer for victory looks different in every one of those battles. And sometimes I think we wish that the battle was the battle plan looked exactly the same every time, because then we would know to not look over here for the answer and not miss the answer God has for us. But often he is doing different things in the battle plan. And I think part of it is to remind us he is the one working in our story. And he is the one that's fighting for us. And he is the one who's bringing victory. And um, so to encourage the listeners today, if you feel battle weary and tired, um, to remember that there is a God who fights for you and who is for you and nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Romans eight says. And I just think that is such a truth to hang onto, mm-hmm. even in the unknown, and even in the scary of saying, I want to put my yes on the table, but I sometimes kind of want to take it back. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so one of the things I talk a lot about in my No More Perfect books is I talk about our tendency to compare our life to others and to, um, and this is when the perfection infection sets in and we often are comparing uh, ourselves to other people. And it's dangerous um, because we can feel less than, we can feel like their yes is bigger than our yes, or that we can minimize our experiences. One of the things that, that you say is that all of our yeses are unique. So talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit. How do we pull ourselves away from that tendency to compare? We honestly can waste so much time comparing, can't we? I mean, the social media world oh. today makes it so, I mean, I could compare my breakfast to yours. <laughs> like this is a unique world we live in where I can see that you had a better, more perfectly crafted cup of coffee than I did, which Jill, you know, you see, I have a rest uh, brace on my wrist. The listeners obviously can't see this. This is from a coffee maker injury. Like, (laughs) so, you know, uh, a a coffee maker injury. uh, Yes. I was reaching in to grab a pod for my Nespresso because I didn't want to waste it. And I hadn't actually gotten poked through and um, got my hand stuck. So all that to say, you know what? Your coffee picture may look so serene and different than mine. We can compare ourselves in so many ways. And I personally have an identical twin sister. So I feel like I have been given by God a really unique viewpoint to this because we're identical. We are identical. It's just so fun. I grew up with my best friend, but her yes to God is very different looking than my yes to God because her yes to God has been involved being a stay at home mom to four kids, a church planning wife. She's been married for now. Um, oh gosh, how many years? I don't know. I 15 or so 15 this year. I think, um, I've never even been on a date, Jill and I'm 40. So like our yeses are very different. Um, she's keeping four kids alive and I'm the one giving them donuts whenever I can. Right. Um, but what I know is she's saying yes to God and being used by God right there as she does dishes on a mundane Monday and worships God through, um, the daily task of, loving on those children and serving with her husband and having people into her home. She does not like airplanes and cannot imagine going to a country where she's never been by herself because that's her yes to God. And what I love is Mm -hmm. my sister does not waste energy or time comparing her. Yes. To think, Oh, that's my yes is not big compared to Jen's. Yes. And I, see her, yes, is just how God uniquely designed her. And I want to encourage the listeners that Psalm 139 is true. You you are fearfully and wonderfully made for the yes God has for you. And so I want to encourage you not to look at Jill Savage's yes and be like, oh, mm-hmm. if I could only have that book and that microphone and that husband, then I could say yes to God. But to think, okay, Lord, I'm going to actually write yes on a piece of paper and put it on a table or write it in the sand, do whatever you want. Uh, But to offer that prayer and watch what God has specifically for you. Yes. So um, before we leave this conversation, I want to get into the nitty gritty about some practical ways for us to move 
from fear to faith. So what are some very practical ways that you have found? And quite frankly, you just shared one, like literally writing the word yes, and maybe putting it on your refrigerator, on your mirror. It's like a visual reminder of the importance of, I think it establishes God's leadership in your life. And, Mm -hmm. and just has that visual reminder. So that is definitely a practical way of starting to move from fear to faith and putting your yes on the table. What would be some others? Well, as the trauma counseling part of me, if this is so important, I think because fear is a natural response and it's a God-given response in many types of situations, but fear can paralyze us. And so I, the way I've given these practical tips is based on the truth of who God is, but also how I would tell a client or I myself, for example, after having a car accident in the rain, have to go through this myself, um, some just very practical things when fear wants to paralyze me. So the first, yeah, do mm-hmm. that, writing the word yes. And then the second thing is answer that question because recognizing our fear propels us from being paralyzed by it into the present moment. It takes us out of that fight or flight mode. And when you acknowledge it, when you uh, name it. And so answer that question. I want to say yes to God, but I'm afraid of blank. Answer that question. Mm-hmm. Share your answer with a friend. Invite someone into that with community. So recognize your fear, run to the Lord with that fear, and then pause and remember who God is and what he's done. So I would encourage you, the Israelites went back when they crossed the Jordan River, they had to get 12 stones of remembrance from the middle of the water they had just come out of because God knew they would forget. So I would encourage you even now to write down or talk out or something, just 12 things that you have seen God do in your yes before. Because when you remember, it reminds you that that same God is working now. And then as you take each baby step of faith, don't forget to rejoice. Don't forget to rejoice and to celebrate and to pause and notice in the present moment what God is doing in your now. Because we get so focused on the next, we miss the now. And so I would encourage you to do the three R's. Recognize your fear. Remember what God has done and then make sure that when you take those faith steps, you pause to rejoice. Oh, I love that. And you're right. Sometimes we just kind of keep moving forward and we don't stop and just, you know, celebrate what God did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing I was just thinking when you were talking about the stones, we started something many years ago. We have an old, it's, it's one of those things. It's like an old wooden tray that Coke bottles were kept in and it's hanging on our wall and in it is all kinds of little remembrances of ways that God has provided for us over the years. So when we planted a church, um, another church gave us some of their communion sets that weren't being used. So I took one of those communion cups and set it in our little thing. So it's just a reminder of the way that God has provided each time we've said yes. And that visual is so very powerful. So I think what you're talking about there, taking that is so important for us. And you could do that in a thousand ways. Prayer journals. I mean, I take a coffee mug from wherever God sends me so that I know it always goes back to coffee for me, Jill. But you know, um, when you... When I'm drinking from that mug on a Monday morning, I remember what God did in that place. And so it can be all kinds of ways you can pause 
and remember. And that always leads me to rejoicing, not just in what God is doing now, but what God did before. And as I do that, reminding myself that God does not change and he is going to keep working in my yes. He sure is. Oh, this has been such a good conversation, Jen. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And um, I want the listener to know, if you thought that you have heard Jen snort a couple of times in her laughter, <laughs> you absolutely have. That is what I love about you, Jen. I remember that um, you have this holy snort. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love it. You know what? I'm like, um, I should probably try to edit this out, but it's just me. It's me when I get overcome no. with joy and love. It just happens, you know? It um, is. Uh, you are the first keynote speaker I've ever heard stand on a stage and uh and just you know have such joy but not be afraid to snort on the front on, on the stage. So you well, I, you know, I, I love that about you. The freedom, I, I really just want to be me. You I, have. I yep. uh, believe that we all take ourselves way too seriously, Jill. <laughs> and so I that's a gift that the Lord has given me is that as I say yes to him, it is meant to be fun. I mean, yes, there is hard, hard, hard. I mean, I have seen some of the most horrific things you can imagine on the holy ground oh, of bet. suffering. Um, but, but God also came to give life. And so balancing both of those and trusting, um, it just not take myself too seriously. Yeah. So where can people find you, Jen? Obviously your book is my yes is on the table and we'll make sure and put a link to that in the show notes. Um, but where do people, where can they hang out with you online? So I have a website coming alive ministries.com. And then on Instagram, I'm coming alive, Jen. So I would love to be your friend. I um, also am Jen at coming alive ministries on Facebook. So just type my name in and come join me. I would love it. I would love to pretend we were having coffee and just all hanging out together. And Jill, I have to say watching you and Mark live your yes from afar has been such an encouragement to me and watching his glory unfold in your story and how he's provided for your yes. You really took steps of faith. And it has been so fun to watch. What an honor to, um, to even just call you a friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Would you be willing to pray for our listeners, Jen, and uh, their adventure of saying yes? I would love to. Lord, I just have such a sense of excitement that you knew before creation who would be listening to these words? And I love God that you have opened this crazy door called podcasting. And so I pray for this mm -hmm. listener, wherever they are listening, whether they're doing dishes, they're running, they're in the car rider line, they are getting ready to be on step on an airplane to step into a, a scary unknown, um, whether they're taking care of their aging parent or they're in the thrills of um, trying to figure out how to navigate teenage life. I just pray for each one of them to know, one, that they are seen, that they are known, and they are loved by the God they are saying yes to. And I pray right now you yes. give them the courage to acknowledge what is holding them back from saying yes. What is their fear? To recognize what you've done in their life and to rejoice as they take that next faith step on the adventure of yes. I cannot wait. Someday in heaven, I believe we'll all sit around and tell stories of what you did as we said yes. And so I pray for that listener today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.